Hi, welcome to church today. The message you're about to listen to came from a recent gathering at our church. Be encouraged as you enjoy this message. So I was uh, reading the other day and asking the Lord, you know, what's, there's several words for this month in the Hebraic uh, calendar, which I've chosen to live by. I don't consider this the first day or the second day of the new year. I consider when the Hebraic year changes, that's when spiritually things begin to change. And I choose, I'm not saying you have to, you can live by whatever calendar you want. But I'm saying, as for me, I have learned to step into that new beginning that happens in October. But, um, you know, we are a church family and we do have a covenant with God. And this word he's given me for this month is courage. 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 Okay, not discourage, but courage. And so the verse he gave me that goes with that, I was reading through Hebrews and I was thinking, well, you're full of courage. Why would you, why would you give me that word? Why, you know, the, the words for this month, blood covenant, courage, faith, honor, power, wisdom. We've looked at them last year. But this year, courage, just just say to yourself, talk, I'm going to have courage this year, fresh courage. I'm going to have fresh courage. I am. No matter what comes up, no matter what happens, I am going to receive fresh courage because God's got it all. God's not worried. It's me. So in Hebrews 4, very familiar passages, for us as prayer warriors, as intercessors, as those people who stand in the gap for God, who choose to follow God. Hebrews 4.12, I like it, kind of starts out there. You know, where do you get courage from? The Word. And the Word of God is active and alive. It's full of power. It's, it's making it active. The Word of God is actually active. If you've got it on the inside of you, you're activated. I'm already activated. Don't come too close. You know, if you don't want some energy or some electricity or some life because I am already an activated human being. And you are to turn to somebody, come on, say, I'm activated. (laughs) Woo! Yeah, you are activated. (laughs) The word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. It's penetrating to the dividing line of the breath of life. I might find myself wanting to say something and then suddenly the Holy Spirit will remind me, be careful what you say because what you say makes the roadway for the future. Be really careful to walk in the revelation. The word of God, it's the breath of life. The immortal spirit, it goes down to the joints and marrows of the deepest parts of our nature. It goes down. Last year I felt like I went down and down and down and down and oh my goodness we went down so low. But we only went down so low to come up higher. Come up higher and start governing and start blessing. So I was, you know, asking the Lord, you know, what... What should I, where should we go this year? And he said, well, what's the most fearful place that you face? Ask yourself, where is the most fearful place that you face in your life? Money, relationships, your health, 
What do you fear? Where is there no, not much God? And uh, I thought, well, where do I get my courage? I get it from you. And listen, the word courage in the thesaurus, it talks about bravery, guts, nerve. Wouldn't you like to have a bit of nerve? <laughs> I love that. Be a bit daring. Already make a decision. I'm going to do things this year I've never done before. That's just the way it is. I'm going to be daring. I'm going to be courageous in everything I do because I'm going to welcome God into areas of my life that I've never invited him in before. I'm going to be willing to adapt. I'm going to be willing to look at things that I've never had time for before or wanted to go there before. And I'm going to be courageous about it. It's going to make me stronger. I've made a decision. Things that used to make me afraid that I didn't want to have anything to do with, this year, I'm going to confront them. I'm going to look at them. I'm going to get some reality. Because, you know, courage is an interesting thing. If you won't face reality, you haven't got courage. And sometimes we're afraid to face relationships, people in positions. We think, oh, my gosh, you've got to be really careful with that. Yes, of course you have to be gracious and honor and be wise, but you can't live in fear. Some of us are going to be so changed this year, so transformed, so repositioned, that we're going to need to know what it means to go in the throne room of God. Listen, I was reading in Psalm 107, verse 26, and it talks about those aboard that mount up to heaven. They go down again to the depths. Their courage melts away because of their plight. There are going to be things that are going to happen this year that are going to cause your courage, if you look at what's happening, to just dry up. We're going to get the phone calls. Rod and I are going to be there. The church staff team, the ministry team, we're going to be there with the word of God telling you to stand fast, telling you to stand sure. Why? Because Hebrews 4.16 tells us what? Let us then fearlessly, confidently, and boldly draw near the throne of grace, the throne of God's unmerited favor to our sinners, that we may receive mercy for our failures and find grace to help in good time for every need, appropriate help, well-timed help, coming just when we need it. So those were kind of basic things for me, okay? But over here in Hebrews uh, 10, verse 35, this was a scripture I've been kind of, it's been running through me. If you can put up Hebrews 10, 35. And I want you to think about this, this month. Okay, I've got tons of things to share, but we're just going to be short now because we don't want to keep you late. Do not therefore fling away your fearless confidence, for it carries a great and glorious compensation of reward. I want the rewards this year. I've had enough of praying about it. I've had enough of waiting on God. He's telling me, go, go, go. Don't fling away your confidence. He's telling me to go for it this year. He's telling you, go for it this year and don't fling away your confidence. We are on an assignment in this church, which is massive, way beyond this church. Our assignment, if you like, our vision, our task, is to bring music to this city, to to give it some hope. 
when Esker came up and just went into song, I was like, oh, thank you. It was so good. Don't be afraid to break out in singing. Don't be afraid. And don't be afraid at any time of the day or night to go into the throne of God. What do you do when you go in there? Do you go, oh my gosh, I just want to tell you my bills are over my head. Oh my gosh, I just want to tell you. You think he doesn't know that? I like to go in the throne room. I don't spend enough time in there like I used to, I feel. But you know, I can pray wherever I am. But as long as I come in fearlessly, confidently and boldly, I was saying to somebody the other day who'd lost a bunch of stuff and then they got it back. Well, I knew they'd get it back. Rod knew he'd get it back because it was his stuff and he's been a tither and he's a faithful man of God. So the devil is not allowed to get away with that if you're praying. He's just not. And we are unusual people. Not everybody believes like we believe. It's fine if you don't believe like I believe. I'm not bothered about it. I have chosen to believe God. I have chosen to come into the throne room fearlessly, confidently, and boldly and say, Hey, remember our deal? Now, that's not irreverent. Don't tell me you go to God. Oh, God, almighty God. Oh, Father of the maker of the earth, maker of the heavens. Oh, God. And all that religious of course he knows who he is and of course he knows what you know you think you know a lot but you don't you know we think we know a lot but we really don't jesus walks in it's all over it is all over you are totally healed you are raised from the dead you are lifted up you are totally different you don't have an issue about believing or not believing jesus walks in There's no issue about jihad or the police being frightened of Islamophobia or London being changed to Londonistan. It's not an issue. He's the Lord. He's God. He's got a plan. He knows it and he stays focused on it. He doesn't get distracted. He knows who loves him and he knows who doesn't. There's a different anointing on this year. There's a wonderful anointing. So I want to encourage you, do not fling away your confidence. Do not fling it away. Don't give it away. I was thinking about Dr. Cole, who was a spiritual dad to Rod and I for many years. I don't remember how many, six, seven, eight years. But a long time, he, got, he invested a lot into us as men and women of God. You know, we were, we were a son and a daughter to him. And he said, everything God does, he does according to a pattern based upon a principle. So you're giving, you're praying, you're going into the throne room. It's based upon the fact that God will give you mercy. God will give you help. I have never known a time of prayer when I haven't had help from heaven. There's a heavenly realm. Thank you for it. Thank you for it. Thank you for it. Because I tell you, it's easy to lose your courage if you go that way. It's quite easy. It just kind of drips away. But God requires you to have fearless courage. So I want you to ask yourself, what's my courage like? Is it fearless? Is it confident? Do I go to God confidently, boldly, fearlessly? Do I go like that? Or am I kind of a little bit nervous that maybe he knows I really messed up the other day like big time, and he's holding that against me. Or maybe he just loves me unconditionally and he wants the very best for me. 
Maybe I don't have to maneuver to be in any place or position. Maybe I just have to pray. I just have to abandon myself. I just have to say, God, I'm all yours. Do whatever you want. Have your way. Because, you know, trust is a, is a big word. Going into the throne room and doing business with God about my life, about my future, that's a big deal. Come on, it's a big deal. I go in and I talk to him about my future. I talk to him about why he made me. I talk to him about the gifts. I talk to him about the talent, the creativity that's in the church. Some of it's hardly practiced. Some of it's hardly born. I know working on my new keyboard, I'm going, oh my gosh, I just don't know anything. <laughs> i got to start over. But God keeps telling me, you don't compare yourself to other people and you don't compare other people to anything. We are who we are. And God wants to just have you open the doors of your heart this year and say, if there's anything else I do, I'm going to be courageous this year. I'm going to be courageous. I'm going to come into the throne room boldly, confidently. I know there's something on the inside of me that isn't in anybody else on the face of the earth. And I'm going to see it come out of me. And I'm going to see it bring you glory. Yeah, we are. I'm a little bit uh, aware of our time, so I don't want to necessarily go through all the things. But, you know, don't give up. Don't fling away your fearless confidence. Why? Because it has a glorious and great reward. The Lord gave Rod and I a life verse when we met 32, 33 years ago, and he said, we'll go from strength to strength. Just when I think we've hit the brick wall, we haven't. We literally are going to step out and go from strength to strength. And how are we going to do that? The Holy Spirit, the Word of God, coming boldly into the throne room. I don't come into the throne room and try to impress God. He's not really very impressed with my life. He just loves me. He just loves me. He loves you. He absolutely adores you. He's not really impressed in how many scriptures you study or learn or whatever. He's not bothered about any of that, trust me. But he, he's aware of the relationship you have with him. You know, and relationships are funky things sometimes. They go pear-shaped. People don't trust each other, you know. Maybe you did mess up last year. Who cares? That was last year. I really feel it's really important to not look back with regrets and not look back, want it in the future. That's a big one. Just like whatever didn't happen last year, never mind. Let it go. Okay. Be wise this year as you look forward. We are in a place where we don't know, we don't know where God wants us to be. We don't know. We're thankful to George and the team and, and the buildings. We're not, it's not about the building. It's about us as people. Church is about us. The first Sunday of the year is about us. What are we going to commit to? I'm just asking you to commit to courage, to commit to trust, to commit to honoring God, to commit to the blood covenant that we have with him. We've just received communion. Let's step ahead saying, you know what? I know that you're with me. I know that you're not going to leave me. 
I know that my mind is going to be renewed. I give you permission. This church is about loving and living and permission to dream. And chosen is about loving and living and learning. It's all, it's that we're all in a big, amazing pull towards heaven, towards Jesus. Somehow, God's going to work things out, ministries out, ministry mantles, whoever you are. God's working out an amazing thing in our lives. And we are not to fling away our confidence. We are to come into the throne room and say, hello, what about the dream in my heart? I have a dream in my heart. I've had it in my heart for over 35 years. And it looks more distant than ever happening. It's about music. It's about music in the streets. It's about the music that we worship with becoming popular in the streets. It looks further away than I've ever seen it look. The musicals, the theatre world, the Covent Garden, the music business. And yet, I watch Esker just walk up and just start singing. (coughs) It's phenomenal. Huh? Oh, the throne of grace. The throne of grace. Over your music, over your marriage, over your life, over your relationship, over your children. I'm telling you, there's an anointing that is so big, it's so huge. I pray it comes upon you and that you become a person who fearlessly, confidently and boldly runs into the throne of God and stops and waits and listens and receives courage, strength. You don't fling it away. You just you just thank God, you know what, I can do this. I definitely can do this. I definitely can do this. I definitely can do this, whatever it is. I definitely, this is the year for it. I'm not flinging away my confidence. You know, in Hebrews, they were speaking words of faith. Apparently the Hebrew Christians have been speaking these words a long time. Some of you have been speaking some of the things for your life to come to pass for a very long time. You've been investing your lives in it, your time, your energy, and your faith to walk with God. And now you want to see some action, don't you? That's kind of what this year is about. I want to see some action. I got my hand in the hand of God, and I need to see some action. And I think that's why he says, cast not away your confidence. Don't let, get rid of your confidence. Don't throw away your bell confessions of faith. It's kind of like Galatians 6, 9. Let us not lose heart and grow weary and faint in acting nobly and doing right. For in due time at the appointed season, we shall reap. For you and me, we're in a time of reaping and seeing some action. We have sown. We are praying. The Skype prayer is going to increase and go. It's really amazing what's happening. We are becoming known in the realm of the Spirit as people who learn to get along with each other. As people who are willing to be changed, willing for new positioning, willing for new mantles. Willing. I'm willing. You're willing. Yeah? I was reading in Daniel 11.35, and it said in, in the second part of the verse, the insincere among the people will lose courage and become deserters. And I started thinking about the people who deserted church life, deserted the faith, 
I started thinking about that and I started praying. Why didn't they hang on? Because you've got to really know him. You've got to really know him. You know, he's, he's not some icon picture with a long beard. When I go to Jesus, he knows I hurt when I hurt. When I go to Jesus, he gives me strength. But he gives me grace and fresh courage and humility and wisdom to know how to maneuver through. Sometimes it's really frustrating because you feel much bigger maybe than you really are. And you're trying to punch the bag and you're being told you mustn't do this or you mustn't do that. You hear those voices and you're like, that's not the truth. I know what the truth is. The truth is I'm to come fearlessly, confidently, boldly. I'm not to fling away my confidence because it has great reward. I haven't seen the reward yet, but I'm going to see it. That's a simple prayer. That's a simple prayer. You keep getting turned down and turned down and turned down and the door keeps shutting in your face and your family tell, tell you, send you a message. We don't really, we're not believers, so just buzz off. You know, but it hurts. You have feelings. You're human. You're made with feelings. You, you, you want your life to be so much more successful than it really is. Yes, it's successful, but there's more. And I'm just saying, we're going to have to have some courage to get up and climb up on the top of this mountain that God's been leading us to, this music mountain. And it's wonderful what Bobby's doing, teaching some purity sexually, physically, because we don't talk about those things in church. It's kind of, ooh, that's a bit out there, you know. But, you know, God wanted the Hebrew church to know, listen to this, I know what you've done to serve me. This is God talking to them. I'm aware of the time, the energy, the effort, the work, and the money you've spent to do this job. I sent you to do this job. God sent me to this nation, my nation, to pray. When I first came, there wasn't much prayer. And now I'm in a place where I'm like, there isn't much prayer now. There's more, but there isn't enough. There needs to be a lot more. We need to see Literally, millions of people, by the thousands, by the groups, by the hundreds, come in. We need to see the multiplication. We need these big buildings. We need to see people who will kneel down and pray and bow their knee, not to the fear of Islam. It's not going to take over. Come on. Are you kidding me? You know what's going to take over? The Holy Ghost. We're going to have a season of grace. You better look out. You better look out, world, because we have the Holy Spirit. And he's energizing us and he's charging us with new courage. That's just the beginning. Go ahead and tally up what's owed to you, God says, and boldly declare that you will be reimbursed. Some of these, some of these statements I'm about to make, you're going to come up your seats on the inside. I will see to it, says God, that you will recoup everything you've spent along the way. You'll get everything that you've spent and that you've been declaring by faith. Come on, just stretch your wings a bit.
Stretch your wings a bit. The music, the singing, the praying. The way Satan has just raped your life. Just torn your soul. God says, my soul takes no delight when you draw back. I'm not about to draw back. I'm not about to draw back. I was made for action. I was born for action. It's my DNA. It's inside of me. God's about to reimburse the years. God's about to reimburse. As long as I'll have fresh courage. I might be sitting in the wooden cabin with a piddly little gun and the enemy's all around, but I only need to fire one shot and hit it bullseye and the rest of them will all run in fear. And I am so fixed on the target. I am so focused on the target. And God is with me against the Goliath. God is with me all the days of my life. And he's not about to back out of my life or yours. And your self-talk is really important. It's not what I do in a pulpit. It's what I do at home. God's going to reward me for any sacrifice and anything I've invested along the way. I'm almost shaking with it, actually. But I'm thankful. I'm thankful that God is always mindful of the time and the money and the hours. However you've done it. You know, God sees it all. We've had such a tiny little God. We've had such a great big devil that can do so many powerful things. I'm not about to fling my confidence away. You know, it's like, get out. You're welcome. You're so welcome. You're welcome to come and show off. You're welcome. You're welcome, Father, to come and show off. If you move on in Hebrews 10, towards the end, he's where he says, in verse 38, The just shall live by faith. My righteous servant shall live by his conviction, respecting man's relationship to God and divine things, and holy fervor born of faith and conjoined with it. And if he draws back and shrinks in fear, my soul has no delight or pleasure in him. Now I'm going to finish this. Some of you might want to just come up and make this an altar before God. I don't know the places that you may be drawn back. But what I do know is, God has no delight when we draw back. None at all. We're not about to draw back with our music, with the ministry, with the word. We've come here today to gather, to receive courage from God. Oh, but I don't have a job. We all have a job every day. Money doesn't come from our salary. Money comes from God. And it's wonderful. And as the worship team come, and as you begin to open yourself up, if you, if you feel about, you know, you're emotionally exhausted and you just speak out, your flesh just speaks out and it's disgusting, you get physically exhausted, you get emotionally exhausted, you get tempted when you think nobody sees or appreciates who you are or what you've done, you know, all of that stuff. Just pray in Jesus' name because there's a vision statement to this church. We're here to serve a vision and the leaders and the team and make it happen. 
You know, it's just a joy to come here and to see like-minded people of faith who are hungry to make it happen, who, ha- who have a glimpse of heaven, who, who just say, I want more than I've got. And God says, my soul has no delight or pleasure in him. If you don't have a vision, we have a big vision. The music in our sanctuary is going to become popular in the streets. The messages that we preach, the dreams that we hold on to, it's going to be a big deal. But it's going to take courage. So I want you just to stand up as the worship teams come, and I want you just to ask God to give you some fresh courage. God's going to see to it that you recoup everything you've spent out along the way. passed into the heavens Jesus the son of God let us hold fast our profession I want to encourage you to just let all the other stuff go and just really know why did God call you here to this city to this nation for such a time as this to do what to pray for what to see what needs to happen fresh resolve. Jesus is our high priest. He lives forever to make intercession. I went to heaven. Jesus wasn't praying in tongues. He is the one who stands in the gap. Everything he does is about standing in the gap for our victory. I was just like, oh my gosh, he's waiting for me to ask him a question and I'm terrified. I want to go somewhere and prepare myself and get ready for him. No, he's ready for me how I am right now. You could, you, you know, how far can I go from your presence? I went to hell. And it was horrible. It was so dark. And I'm very aware. We need to have such courage this year to tell people who are not walking uprightly before the Lord. They need to stop need to have a new anointing so God we receive a new anointing a new courage okay we receive it we receive it no one wants you to succeed more than Jesus does no one no one wants you to win and Jesus in your praying in your seeing into the darkness light comes into the darkness Jesus understands every single emotion and temptation that you will ever face. For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are. He knows when we feel discouraged. He knows, like, oh God, I just can't keep going on. He says, my soul takes no delight when you draw back. Just keep going. But my business, but my life, it's just closing in on me. Things are getting smaller. No, they're not, God says. They're getting bigger. Just press in. Just press in and find mercy and grace to help in time of need. Actually, the word boldly really portrays an outspokenness. You're supposed to come into the throne of God 
with a kind of outspokenness. You're supposed to be very direct about telling God what you want in your life. He knows because he put it in your heart. He's just waiting for you to ask. My kids have things. My children, they kind of know stuff in their heart. But he's just waiting for you to ask. Okay? He, he's just waiting. When are you going to come and ask for that number one hit song? When are you going to come and ask for that million pounds? When are you going to come and ask for that 800 million? When are you going to ask me? When are you going to really press into what I want for your life? That's what God is saying. There's no better time to approach God than go right now into the throne room to be people who walk in the Spirit, who express their hearts. Jesus understands it. He's aware of our limitations. He knows when you reach a place of desperation and limitation. Now just give that place to God. Give that place to God.
talk to a Muslim about Jesus Christ? How about, I don't know what, how about praying for our police to be able to talk to them? His controversial views and belief that everyone should be able to read the Bible in their native tongue. He was arrested. He was executed. Let's put the next one up. These are, these are people. Everyday people. Winston Churchill. message. For further information, visit www.commonwealthchurch.org and feel free to join us on any Sunday 